0: We've got Ben John on with us, Exospreys, Wales under-20s. You played quite a lot for both of them, even went on loan for Dragons as well. Um, Thank you for taking the time to come on and have a chat with me. Thank you for, yeah, first of all, thank you for uh,
1: having me on. Um, Yeah, I've seen what you you guys are doing. It's amazing, Uh, everything you're doing. A good friend of mine, Lloyd Ashley, had a partnership with you, didn't he? So, um, yeah, it's amazing what you're doing. So, let's
0: kick it off. So, obviously, ex-rugby player, you played <laughs> for Wales under-20s, you got a good few games with them. Um, obviously, you started your, say, professional career with um, Ospreys. I just turned 18, I think it was, and I was, yeah, it came off
1: Leeds, played against Leeds of What was yeah. awesome about that game was... Um, I came off the bench, obviously hoping to be as a centre. But our flanker got yellow carded, so I had to go down as a scrum. So I had to go down on the flank, and uh, number eight was Jerry Collins. Yeah. So, um, and he had, to, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know where to, <laughs> didn't know where to put my uh, my shoulder. So he had to, had to tell me where to go. But the good thing is we won that scrum. We uh, pushed him off the ball, which was uh,
0: which is a bonus. It's a hell of a way to come off the bench for your first game, though. To be fair, I've, did did it did it make you? Wish that maybe you followed the path of, of a forward.
1: I always wanted to play flanker, I did. Um, I love the same uh, position, I used to really enjoy the contact, the, the tackling, the, the, the jackling. Um, that was a big part of my game, and yeah, I used to, love, uh, used to love running around like an Ed Case, just yeah, chasing the ball, chasing tackles.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I was going to ask you, sort of, what was your drive to get to that level, but. Was it just you just loved getting a ball in hands and running at people?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, if I if I'd have said a few years ago, I think it was just run, I, I couldn't sit still. I played I every sport under the sun, uh, and rugby is something I, 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 I excelled at. And I yeah, just literally every day, um, I used to go down the rugby club, take a bag of balls, me, I had a bag of balls for Christmas, literally down there every day, and I started getting better and better. And, yeah, I started progressing up up the, up the ladder. Yeah. But uh, looking now, I think I used to use rugby as an outlet because um, I didn't I didn't really speak that much as in about my emotions. I just used to use rugby to express myself. My father always used to say to me, oh, go out there and express yourself. So I kind of adopted that of the way how I used to yeah, talk was going to how I played my rugby. And I think that helped me then progress a little bit more because, yeah, I used to, I used to like... Yeah, leave nothing out on the pitch and then, um, I used to build up in the week and then on a Saturday or Sunday, then that's where I used to express myself. So uh, I think that that was potentially a main driver as well. But yeah, the fact that I used to love running
0: around and,
1: yeah, throwing the ball around is a, uh, is a, yeah, amazing way to, uh, start my, uh, my working life.
0: You did nine years with Ospreys, so you spent nine years with them. You did a, a season on loan with, Dragons.
1: Uh, yeah. So I suppose I 24. Then I think I was went alone. And before that, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't playing well at all. I wasn't um, where I, I should I should have been. Um, I was. I got uh, after finishing the 20s. I had a few injuries, and I think th- I said to myself, I'm just happy, just staying fit and just ticking a box and getting through it. And I, I didn't have the drive anymore. I was just, as I said, just getting on the pitch and training. I wasn't doing my extra work. And I just stayed still. I, I think I, I just needed a change, I think. And then Osprey said, do you want to, because I wasn't playing, and They were like, oh, do you want to go to the Dragons because they had so many centre injuries? And I, I said, yeah, I'd love to. So I think that then going to the Dragons helped me get a bit of spark back and a bit of drive. Yeah. Even though I was there a few months because I pulled my, pull my hamstring against the Scarlets. Um, pull my hamstring. I, I had a few good games. Hamstrings pulled and then I got sent back to the Ospreys then. Um but yes, after that I, I had a bit of spark and I, I wanted it. I got that drive back and I thought, right, I don't want to just go through my career ticking a box. I wanna I wanna try and get get to Wales and try and be the best that I can be. Um so yeah, I felt that was a big swing on my in my career of pushing on. How how did it feel having to play
0: against your home
1: club. Ah, no, it's funny. Rugby is such a, it's such an uh, amazing sport because you can be the best friends off the pitch. I've played so many times I played against some of my best mates, but on the pitch, you just, it's your best friend. You just want to beat them. You just want to like, yeah. You always, it's that comp- competition, that um, competitive edge that you get from playing sport. Is doesn't matter who's in front of you, you you're gonna try and beat them. It's, it's your chance to, yeah, show how good you are so it's you're always on show that's what um every game yeah you're always on show just get out there and play doesn't matter who's in front of you and after the game then shake hands have a beer have, have, have some yeah grub and it's back to normal it's just you have to get that switch when you're on the pitch you know when to switch on and switch off and um yeah i think uh, that's what rugby especially uh, helps a lot definitely what's your biggest rugby achievement well, biggest rugby achievement. Um I did I did love the the judgment days. I love them. It's a massive day. It's um yeah, great day. And I remember, yeah, we we played I, we had a great game against Cardiff. Went out on the night out. That was even that was quality. <laughs> that was good. So yeah, all around awesome day. You're like playing in front of a chance to play in front of like fifty, was it fifty-five, I think, about the time, thousand people. So um yeah, it was incredible, and um, having that opportunity was amazing. Um, yeah, I would say that would be my biggest, biggest achievement or biggest memory I had is um, is that is that um, yeah that game. It's quite it's quite funny. Before that, I I, I thought I was nervous, but then I did uh, coaching the same year, and I I coached Swansea University uh, rugby, and they have a varsity in Millennium Stadium. And that was, I think that was like 20,000, 20, maybe even more. And I was coaching in the in the room. I was so nervous before that game, just because I couldn't do anything. There was nothing I could do, just go out there and let the boys play. But, oh, yeah, I was way more nervous than that, than I was the, uh, the judgment day. It was, uh, it, was, it was strange. It was weird.
0: Really sad. Career came to an end quite abruptly, quite early on. Um, through concussions, head injuries. Um, do you do you have any idea sort of how many concussions, head injuries you sustained throughout your rugby career? In, we've I've got I haven't got the
1: exact number, but I've got records of all the major ones, the ones where they were like noticeable, I was knocked out or I was on the floor or I had to be taken off. But yeah, I remember as a young kid, I had a few. Um like 15, fifteen, sixteen year olds. Um, a few when I was coming through the uh like eighteen, nineteen. So um yeah, I, I did have a lot. Um but it didn't seem to
0: affect me until later on. Do you do you find that the effect of having so many concussions made you more prone to being knocked out? It's hard to say because um as I was getting more knocked out, I was getting a
1: lot more emotional about it as well. And I was getting worse and worse because I could see, shit, like, this is getting, this is getting serious as well as I was getting more knocked out. So that could have had an effect with it. But, um, yeah, it seemed to be the knockouts the, the weren't as big and I was still having long-lasting effects from them. So like w- I wasn't having such big impact, but they were still taking a long time to recover. So, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was tough. Like towards the end, um, when I was 26, I didn't retire when I was 26. I took a year out just to give myself the best opportunity to try and return. And yeah, at that time, I took a year out and I took, and my contract was up with the right hour space as well. So I thought, right, if I stay in rugby, I know for well I'll be itching to get back in six months or eight months or whatever. So I think I should take myself out of rugby and. In a year's time, I'll build myself back up. I'll, I'll only be 27, so I still got a few years to try and push on. And, yeah, taking that year out to kind of – yeah, I, I, it, it took a long time to recover from that. Um, and then as that year was close, uh, coming closer, then I had to make a decision then of, right, do I want to go through this again? And – a couple of months, it was November time. I was supposed to come back December, November time I did like a fitness event and I had headaches uh, after that fitness event because that was the first thing I did. Again, it could have been the fact that I had not done anything high intensity, that, that high intensity for a long time, or the fact that I was still struggling from the, uh, the well, the concussions. So um, I decided right, if, I, if I'm if i not 100%, I, I can't go back and do this all over again because the last two years were really tough. Um so,
0: um, yeah, I decided to retire. I think 100% you made the right decision. Um, would have hated to see what would happen if you did another season and took another, another knock. Like the one I remember, um, the midair collision with Steph Evans.
1: That was, um, that was a tough one because that was it was my wife, I'd go for another time, her birthday as well, at Boxing Day. And that she lived in London at the time, so she couldn't come back and see me much. So that was the first game that she saw in months because I, I, I didn't play that often because uh, of the recovery. So that was her first game. And yeah, that, that was tough for her. And um,
0: that was, yeah, that wasn't a, a great day. Good birthday. Concussion is such a massive thing that's being talked about now. <laughs> do, you, do you think that rugby, world rugby, Um, like the WRU, the RFU, um, they're all being a bit more aware of it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's... um, I I just finished a course um, on Canada about head collisions and trauma. So I I did that just so I can uh, brush up on my concussion and the protocols at the moment and what they're doing for future protocols. And they're doing a lot and they're, they're trying to bring in, yeah, some better protocols, not just for elite level, but for the... The grassroots as well so they're trying to push that a lot now and um uh yeah we are doing um rugby is doing a lot but i think it starts with though the player themselves because it's such an easy injury to just hide um when i i did an interview when i first got my concussions i, I said i used to wear sunglasses to drive home in the daytime because and the nighttime sorry the nighttime because the bright uh lights are so bright in the cars um, and so like one or two of the players just yeah, you message me and said, "Oh my God, yeah, I, I have the same. I've had the same after one or two games, uh, that type of thing and it's like that was that was four years ago, so um, it just shows that the more people talk about concussion and we start bringing it up and just, just people start talking about it more and as soon as you speak about it, like I, um, as soon as you speak about concussion, then that's when the people can like the physios and the doctors can help. So it's that first step of, it's similar to, well, it's exactly the same as the mental health. You like sit talking, then people want, can help you and people can do stuff to, to try and make you better. So um, yeah, it starts with that yeah. communication to start with and being honest. Looking back now, I think, uh, well, I realise now I get really anxious, really. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was getting really anxious about it and overthinking things and um, and the knock-on effect then is probably, well, it's hard to say, but um, yeah, it's probably just that split second, maybe going into contact, I was probably thinking, oh, wait a second, um, that sort of thing, and I was in training, but because um, after my first concussion, I, I think I only played two games after that, or three games after that, because I had two more concussions after that, and, yeah, I got to a point where I was like, right, well, actually, I need to stop doing this, and start talking a little bit more and yeah my wife helped me a lot um and the gym that i was at manor we um charlie watched the owner started a strong not silent campaign uh, of men's mental health so um yeah from that then we all used to come into a group we were at the time we were all ex-professional sportsmen we had mma fighters boxers and whatnot we used to come into a group and i'm from a rugby environment i've never never seen guys come together talking about emotions we used to do it on the pitch and yeah, seeing like the tough guys at boxing, and whatnot talking about their emotions and what they're dealing with and how hard they're finding things. Um, and, yeah, it's made me start speak a lot more and start communicating of how, how I'm feeling. And that campaign yeah, helped me a lot. And um, yeah, and I'm getting a lot better now. I don't have to do any stupid challenges to try and uh, <laughs> express myself and get out uh, some of my uh, anxious um, emotions.
0: No, that's that's great. It's also great that within your gym, you, as a group, you kind of just all came together and said, we actually need to to talk about this. Um, it's kind of that elephant in the room. you were all feeling it whilst working out. And it was kind of one of those, yeah, we need to actually address this issue before something serious happens to one of us. And I think that's great because that's exactly what this whole tackling the stigma is about. We need to make all sports aware, not not just rugby, but all people in all sports in everyday life to, to just take that second, just talk, which is great. I mean, so obviously you say that you suffer with um, like anxiety and things like that. How, did, did you notice a change in your team? Like how does your team start reacting? Obviously concussion, it's something that it's not always nicest thing to see as a teammate either.
1: Yeah, they, they were great, to be honest. With, uh, when you spoke about the pads and whatnot with the concussion, I, uh, Ospreys had um, the, I think them, uh, us and Saracens maybe, were the first cut, the teams that had the mouth guards. And we were doing all the data analysis with concussions and head knocks So they were really proactive with the um, concussion side of things. And Chris Towers, who was a the physio there, Literally, I, I went to see every specialist out there with concussion. He was he was great with me, and um, we had Brad Davis, the defense coach, when I came back. We were working on my technique, tackling, um, and I was yeah I wasn't doing much contact in the week, which was great as a back. I loved that. Um, so yeah, it was things where we were doing managing the situation, which I could get the best out of it and have like the best opportunity to not get another head knock. Just for, more for my confidence, I think it was. Um, but, um,
0: yeah, it was great. We, they, were, they were great at the Ospreys. So, obviously, you're in London now. You, you've retired. <coughs> your future after rugby, um, personal trainer, you're the rugby trainer um, on social media. How did you go about with your qualifications? How did you know you wanted to do that? And kind of explain a little bit more about what you are,
1: doing Right, okay and well it was before the stair, uh the scarlet knock on the staff one. It was about three two months three months before that, i got knocked out in south africa and i thought to myself oh shit i don't really know what if for example i thought that could have been the last one i thought right shit i don't really know what i'm gonna do if i have to retire um and then I, yeah, I had to sit down with my wife afterwards and think, right, what's going to happen if I do have to retire? Um, do I have a plan B? And it, it gave me a peace of mind that I think. I had a, I did a, um, yeah, uh, early on in my career, I did a lot of qualifications. I did like a barista coffee-making course and little things like that just to pass the time. Um, did personal training, level one and two. Like, it helped me a lot because it got me away from rugby, so I wasn't thinking about rugby in the centre of London, there's no rugby at all. You have to go west to get a bit of rugby or north. Yeah. So, yeah, it helped me a lot. Um, I spent two years in the gym then, just doing personal training. I ended up being head uh, head coach of the gym, Manor, uh, which was, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Loved that place. It was good. Uh, lockdown happened then. Um, and lockdown happened. I just thought to myself, right, what would I be doing I had spare time. If, if I was a kid, I know they're not doing anything. They, they might be doing the Joe Wicks uh, program, but I thought, right, if I was a kid, what would I like to do? I'd like to do fitness and get a rugby ball and do some fitness. I started then myself, Reese Webb, and Ashley Beck. We decided to do an online platform for like a rugby academy for kids. Ooh. So that's called 912 Academy. So we started that as well. I was still head coach of the gym at the time as well. Yeah. So um, I just, when lockdown finished in August, um, I had to make a decision then do I want to go back to the gym or do I want to just do rugby or do I want to go back into rugby and yeah I thought I'd follow my passion and finish the gym it was a tough decision because it was the uncertainty of starting from scratch and just building uh, but yeah I took, took the plunge and decided to start uh, an Instagram page the Rugby Trainer and um, just focusing on rugby-specific skills that people can do individually on their own, and some uh, PT side of things, so some um, fitness and gym exercises to help them with their mobility and to improve their rugby. And yeah, since then it's, it's gone crazy the last um, four months. Yes, um, can't believe how quick is uh, my social media has grown, and uh, yeah, I'm loving it at the moment and just out there kicking a rugby ball around. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice yeah. feel as if there's a big gulf between elite rugby players and grassroots level where the grassroots just think the elite are doing something extra special but being in that environment all we all they do is the basics really well making the right decision at like a top end pace so it's just trying to showcase that right if you just do these skills and keep practicing this basic skill and just get quicker and quicker and better and better and making better decisions then, yeah that's that's all the elite are doing is just those girls in new zealand are the best at it they can just absolutely nail it all the time <laughs> um
0: that's amazing I've, I've only got sort of three questions remaining uh, nice. question number one what are you naming your outside gym shack tent area
1: oh yeah um
0: it's been some good ones i like the uh
1: The nose joke. Somebody said the wonky conk uh, training tent or something. That was quite funny. But yeah, there's been some good ones. I might just call it the basic, like a training shed or something like that. Nice and easy. Or pitch side. Um, I don't know. I haven't haven't thought of it yet. But hopefully I can start upgrading it a little bit and uh, get a proper name behind it, which would be
0: cool. Next question. It's going to be a really easy one. Who's going to win the Six Nations? Come on in, Wales. You got the ball there, yes. Like it. What were you? What were you going for? Wales. Wales are gonna win every yes. game. Grand Slam. Yes. Grand Slam. Absolutely. And then finally, obviously, now you live in London, you you've got to support a London-based Prem team.
1: Who yeah. Oh, good question. Um, Maybe Ealing, no?
0: Maybe or the Trailblazers. Well, yeah. Trail Blazers. <laughs> yeah. So they are amazing. That was a hell of a game. Yeah. Um, so, um, those are, that'll be your championship team. So, are you yeah. with Ealing Because they're obviously going to make their way to the Premiership at some point.
1: Um, sure. well, we got a few. I think given five years, I think London Welsh will be up there. So, I'll, uh, I'll back there. London Welsh, Will Taylor,
0: Kai Griffiths. Okay. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, have...
1: go, I'll, go, I'll go Harlequins there with uh, Scott Baldwin
0: bossing it there. He's doing well. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, Quinn's is the right answer there. But no, thank you very much for, for chatting.
1: No, yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for uh, yeah, asking me to come on. Uh, it's an honour, mate, to uh, to come on and chat.
0: No worries. Um, I hope we definitely chat again sometime soon.
1: Yeah, I'll, um, I was just looking just before this chat, but I'm going to buy one of them T-shirts. Uh, they're nice. I've seen them around. Definitely yeah, getting them.
0: 100% get on to the loose heads. Yes. Yeah, we will do. Right thank you no thank you very much have a have a great evening and i wish you all the best with your social media as well cheers thank you take care bye right